everyone. Hi. And welcome to another edition of Superman's Other Pals, a podcast where I, Gary Rowland, go through an issue of the Silver Age comic, Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen, with my teenage daughter. Hello, Rowland. And together we talk and talk. Sure. And that is what a podcast is, is it not? And talk some more about stuff. That's what happens on a podcast, right? Right. It'd be weird if it were just silent. That would not make for a very good podcast. No. We have been out of touch for the last few weeks. I'm sorry. I got really sick and then really swamped with all sorts of schoolwork after being sick, so I didn't really have time to do anything. So there's been, you know, because we are, we don't belong to a big network. We're no, we're not on Gimlet Media or Starburns Audio or... Maximum Fun, or... I knew one of those things. Earwolf, or... I knew two of those things. Joe Rogan's Company. I don't know that one. Or, uh, Adam Carolla's Point is, we're doing our own thing, and we don't Uh, really have that solid of a set recording schedule. I mean, we do, but it gets thrown off. Right. More than... Life happens, and, uh, you know... The best we're we're trying our best out here, Woo. aren't we? I think we are. Yeah, probably. So that's where we are. That's us in the corner. But now we're back. Woo. But we are not black. No. Nope. So this week we will be discussing issue number sixty-eight. Correct. Uh, and so uh, we start as we always start with the cover. On this cover, we have a says Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen. April, number 68, 19... So it's 1963, April. It is still a few months away from giving us Fantastic Four, number one. Who then... You know, I was thinking about this the other day. There's this, like, character that showed up in Marvel Silver Age that came around also later in the Bronze Age, but not as much. Oh. It was Rick Jones. Was it Jimmy Olsen type? Character? Well, he was a he was a guy who's about Jimmy Olsen's age. Was he like Iron Man's pal or no. whatever? Well, here's the thing: like he was an intern. Like he was Hulk's pal. Like he like hung around with Hulk, but also he later hung around with he hung around with uh, Captain America, and he later also hung around with Captain Marvel when Captain Marvel was a guy. The first incarnation of Captain Marvel was a guy. Yep. And he had kind of a heavy metal rocker look to him. And I think he, like, he was a, he is a, um, like, he's, like, one of those guys who was, like, the Avengers mascot. But the Justice League had a similar guy. His name was Snapper Carr. And he ended up being illegal or whatnot. Well, he wound up actually, yeah, he wound up betraying the Justice League later on in life. But Rick Jones never did that. But I don't think... Like, I think that he is kind of like Jimmy Olsen in as much as he's just this guy, this, like, young man... Who doesn't have any powers. Who just happens to get in a lot of these adventures. Like, he didn't have any signal watches. He never drank any phantom liquids. He was mixed... He was mixed up with, um... Not mixed up, like, crazy. But, like, his story crossed with Captain Marvel's in some way. I forget what. So... There was that. So, you know, the, the, the idea of Jimmy Olsen, like, did, like, eventually, like, transcend into other ways, you know, that, so, like, kids can, like, teens, who were the people who were reading these comic books, yeah. could sort of associate with... Like at least one character. Right. Who would be sort of like himself. Because, you know, they were also, also white boys. So we should probably talk about our comic now. Yes. Somehow I feel as though I have gotten off track. So, uh, on this... Cover. It seems to be the the top of the Daily Planet building, and we see uh, Jimmy Olsen. Jimmy Olsen is wearing some kind of weird alien helmet with a weird alien gun, and he is shooting it at Superman. And Superman is turned into red in some kind of devil like guy. And uh, Superman says, "Jimmy, the red kryptonite ray is affecting me terribly. I feel helpless, and I've grown horns like a devil." And uh, Jimmy says, yes, Superman, it's caused a reverse reaction instead of being strong and good. Now you're weak and evil. See what happens when Jimmy Olsen wears the helmet of hate. Hate, 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 hate. Okay. 
So, uh, so that's, that is the cover. That is what we have to look forward to later on in the so episode. I that to Jan and then I that's fine. So then it brings us to the inside cover. Now the inside cover, we have a new encyclopedia. Right. Well, here's the thing. It is fill the gaps in your family's education with this, with the amazing made simple self-teaching encyclopedia. So it's not just your standard encyclopedia. So like, like only one textbook. So, you know, an encyclopedia is just like, here's a bunch of things. Here's a bunch of knowledge. Have at it. Like, it's uh, Wikipedia, but Books very and cited, and also like small. Like has no, uh, you know, like. And if you buy, like, you know, if you had like a twenty-five-year-old encyclopedia, it's going to give you information from twenty-five years ago, yes, and not current. Yes. But this one is it teaches you self. Uh, it's basically it self teaches you different things. The first thing being mathematics. So it's an all-in-one Right. So basically, yeah, it teaches you how to do mathematics. And then it also teaches you later how to do electronics, English, Spanish, chemistry, typing. Is there a French one? I don't see one, but I wouldn't be surprised if there was. So basically, it's just basically like, here, teach yourself a bunch of stuff, and it's to get you started only for a dollar. So the, go ahead. No, that's just the first volume. I was about to be like, that's like 27 bucks for a dollar. No, just no, no. Look for it, a and you know that that dollar is only a like an introductory price. That it teaches you that you learn like all these different things. Oh, there's psychology, American history, physics, everyday law, Spanish. Um, I have a world history. Speaking, world word mastery, the art of speaking, the art of writing, world history, Yay. astronomy, philosophy. So just basically like, you know, hey, if you want to learn about stuff and make yourself kind of interesting. Here's this books. You read these books. I have no idea. I've never actually heard of these before. Hmm. I'm sure they exist. I'm sure other people out there would be able to tell us uh, if it, in fact, did make it simple. But um, we don't really know. So it brings us to our first story. Would you would you like to read the first story? Would you like to read the introduction? I want to read the next one. You want to read the next one? Okay. So I will start with this. Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen. Like every normal boy, Jimmy Olsen has a healthy appetite for such popular food as hamburgers, hot dogs, steak, and malteds. But one day, due to a freak accident, the reckless cub reporter develops an abnormal yen for tin cans, steel bolts, iron safes, and copper pipes. And even Superman, the man of steel, cannot help Jimmy when he becomes the human metal eater. So then, uh, Jimmy Olsen is, we see Jimmy Olsen in the first thing, and Superman is, of course, as he's always doing, flying through windows. He flies through a lot of windows in these... Does no one have their windows closed? I guess not. No. People in, uh, I guess people in Metropolis, I would think that they might actually keep their windows open just in case something happens, something happens, and Superman has to come in and save them. So, uh, Jimmy is hanging out at his place, and uh, you see him eating a trophy, and Superman saying, Jimmy, stop it! You're eating up all your trophies! And then Jimmy's saying, I know, Superman, but I can't help myself! This one is delicious! And so this is... I I did look it up. This post-dates Matter Eater Lad. Are you familiar with Matter Eater Lad? He's a member of the Legion of Superheroes. Yeah, who just ate stuff. Yeah, like his thing was, and you know, I I remember I, I I saw a post somewhere talking about how lame his power was, but I don't found I didn't ever really found it because he could like eat a grenade and be fine and be fine. Like you know, he saved Superman on a number of occasions by eating kryptonite and be fine and be fine. So like he, it's a weird power. But not an unuseful one. Exactly. So this is, I guess, this is like, I guess trying to like gauge how much success they can get away with with a Matter Eater lad. Yeah. I don't know. Because this is, you know, we've seen this before where Jimmy develops some kind of power. Right before a certain superhero was released. Right around the same time as another superhero. Like Elastic Lad and uh, The Flash Flash and other ones. (laughs) Green Arrow. Talks to arrows. Right. <laughs> he talks to arrows. All right. So it starts. Uh, so Jimmy starts. He's uh, hanging out at the Fortress of Solitude. Now, one of the things about the Fortress of Solitude 
is... Uh, there's a zoo. There's a zoo. Did you know that? Yes. I guess one of the things in the zoo was... A metal-eating monster. It looks vaguely like a horse and a hippopotamus had a baby. Right. It's... What is it called? A hippopotamus horse. No, it's just called the metal-eater. Um, yeah, but it does kind of look like a like some kind of pre- like one of those prehistoric something out of the uh, the 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 La Brea Tar Pits Museum. It's a hippopotamus. come. What? There's this this like thing that kind of looks like this that was you know roaming around Los Angeles and you know got stuck in the tar pits at some point. Maybe even like a giant like a ground sloth or something like that. It's a horsepotamus. So anyway, uh, it's this thing. He takes a flash picture of it. The the metal eater goes crazy and breaks out of glass, bites Jimmy, eats the camera. Right. So he's like, "Oh man, I I bit him." Uh, so he asks if he's if he's if he's hurt, and he's like, "No, I got a scratch, but you know, I I, I got but I got this great picture." So then uh, Superman, of course, flies him to the the planet. The planet where he's writing this article up on this metal eater thing, Jake, and he's. Feels really, really hungry, and then suddenly, without warning, as he's typing it up, he takes a bite out of his typewriter. He eats his typewriter. Right as Lois walks by, and she's like, "What in the hell?" And Jimmy's like, "I don't know what uh, just happened." I don't know, but man, I gotta tell you, that typewriter really hit the spot. Oh, he actually does say that. He's like, "Ah," and then he like takes out a, a, a toothpick and starts picking his tooth. And then he goes into Perry's office and is like, I should probably tell him what just happened. And then he eats Perry's nameplate on his desk. Right. And Perry's like, kid, get out. I don't know. Couldn't couldn't he figure out something else to eat? Like, did he have to immediately eat his... His boss's nameplate? His boss's nameplate? Yes, he did. What we find out is that the scratch of the metal horse, in fact, made him... He's now like a wear metal eater. Wear, not wear metal eater. That you know one, how like it only happened under the full moon. You right? know how like a werewolf, you know, you get bit by a werewolf, you turn into a werewolf. Well, that metal eater must have been a wear metal eater. So then he scratched Jimmy and gave him the metal eating thing, uh, which not only gave him the uh, the wanting to, but the capacity, right? But the ability to actually chew stuff with his jaws. As opposed to everyone else who has to chew stuff with other people. Right. Because if you're normal per well the thing is if you're normal person I like know, but the way you phrased that was really weird. If an, if your normal average person decided that he was going to start chewing on something metal, his teeth would break. So he, I feel like if you were to try to eat aluminum foil you'd be fine. You could never chew it. Couldn't you though? No? Yeah. And just saying it like that doesn't make it true. <laughs> but couldn't you? Yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but really, couldn't you? Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Okay, well, we're done. We're going to go upstairs, and I'm going to give you a piece of aluminum foil to chew. No, I've cut myself on aluminum foil before accidentally. I don't want, like, my mouth to be all cut up. So, uh, and so he calls Superman, and he almost eats a signal watch. He eats most of his signal watch. Right. And so well, he's like, all right, well... And then Superman shows up and he's like, I should probably give this watch to you. Um, please help me. I can't stop eating metal things. And Superman's like, oh yeah, this has happened before. And I feel like if this has happened before, the second that it was found out that Jimmy had been like infected or bitten or scratched or whatever, Superman would have, should have warned him. He should have been like, okay. About the possibility right. of so, this happening. Okay, Jimmy. So... If you feel like you might need to eat your typewriter, that might be a problem. So can you just keep an eye out on that? Yeah. Or, like, kept him in quarantine for a little while to see what happens. So, but then, so what you find out is that this is a 48-hour virus. Yep. And so, Jimmy, so Superman's like, all right, well. Just keep away from metal for 48 hours. Well, he's like, I got a good idea. Why don't I put you in this junkyard where... And in this junkyard, we see the classic... There's a goat! There's a goat. And as we all know, somebody at some point in time... Goats are goats! But at somebody at some point in time... They eat the tin cans! Gave us the idea that goats eat tin cans, and uh, we have not backed down from that forever. 
I doubt it's true. <laughs> I've fed goats. Have you fed them any tin can? No. Have you ever seen a goat eat a tin can? I saw a goat chew on part of a metal fence once. I think maybe it's not the tin cans that they eat so much as maybe the residue of some food in a tin can. That makes more sense. But the goat that was chewing on the fence was literally just like, just chewing on the fence for the sake of chewing on the fence. Well, maybe it's like a tooth thing. But, like, it's not... They don't eat tin cans. Maybe they might, they like... like how metal tastes. Or it might be a thing, like... You know how, like, hamsters and rabbits... Have to chew... Have on to chew on wood stuff? Or else their teeth grow really, really long? Right. You're saying it's like that? Not saying for sure, but I'm saying it's definitely a possibility. I like the idea that goats just think that they can eat the metal. Well, there is that, yes. And certainly... Everybody does, and that's why it's in cartoons forever. Yeah. So Jimmy's like, that goat and its cheap tin cans, this license plate is delectable. Right. So because much better. He has become a metal connoisseur. Yeah. He knows. He's been chomping on this. Um, he's been chomping on, what is it? It says here, uh, one hour and ten cans, three auto bumpers, and four rusty bolts later. He's become quite the connoisseur. He's um, developed a real palette for metal and, like, which ones are the best and which ones aren't. But then he remembers, oops. I have a date. I have a date. No. And this is where you call her and say, hey, you know how something weird happens to, to me, me at least on a weekly basis? So... It's kind of happened again. This weird thing has happened, and if I'm anywhere near metal, I'm going to eat it. At which point Lucy would get all fussy and be like, you know what, Jimmy? I don't even know why I'm dating you. Right. She's like, oh, that's okay, because I have found this rich millionaire pilot that I am going to go date. Because... I can. I can, because I am a stewardess who is free and embracing her sexuality. Okay, she would never talk like that in no. the 1960s. It's true. Uh, in the early 1960s, at least. Uh, so, she decide, he decides that uh, they're going to go on a canoe ride okay. instead of a car ride. Because I she would knows like that, to know that a great amount of canoes are actually made of metal. Well, maybe in this case it was a wooden one. So, you know, instead of coming clean with Lucy, Lucy and saying, okay, yeah, so I seem to have this disease where I just eat metal. Like, you know how I'm Superman's pal? And you know how weird stuff happens to me all the time? Instead well, of saying that, she, he's just like, everything is fine. Uh, I'm just going to, uh, just we're just going to go in the boat and... Uh, row the boat. Row the boat. Oh. And then she offers him a jelly sandwich. And he decides, ugh, ordinary oh, food is food. disgusting. And then he senses that there is a submarine, pulls up the periscope, takes a bite out of that. The submarine then surfaces and starts shooting at them because this idiot took a bite out of their periscope. Right. And Lucy is like, what? Have you done now? So. Really, Jimmy? I'm never going on a date with you ever again? This is awful. Uh, you know, but of course we know that. They will. That, that, that is not true and that eventually he, they will go on another date because mm-hmm. he is the, the ongoing love interest. So then we see him walking by a police who, uh, someone who has just arrested, somebody who has robbed the many uh, jewelry stores with terrible security. That are in Metropolis, and he handcuffs one of them to a post while getting the other one. But Jimmy, uh, of course, has to eat the handcuffs because I guess the handcuffs are most delectable. And then uh, brings him into court with the evidence, or brings him into the police station. And he brings evidence, and then uh, he eats his gun. So then he eats his gun. They like, get out of here! What? If you weren't Superman's pal, why you And so he goes to a doctor, um, and when he goes to the doctor, he, uh, of course, then uh, eats the doctor's stethoscope. So, oh, and at first the doctor didn't believe him. Right, but then he ate his stethoscope, and then he's like, oh, and then he leaves the room. And then as the doctor left the room, the guy 
whose handcuffs he ate. Walks into the room. And chloroforms. Stalking him. And chloroforms Jimmy. Like, totally just, like, chloroforms him and puts him in... And then he wakes up in Professor Potter's lab. So, Lex Luthor very clearly orchestrated all of this. Sure. And they are clearly working for him. Absolutely. And so he eats... So then they're like, okay, dude, you're going to eat this safe. So he eats a safe, and inside the safe is... Kryptonite. Kryptonite. And so he's like, all right, uh, why don't you call your friend Superman, then we'll try to kill him. He's like, I will eat my watch if I go near that thing. And then they're like, okay, we'll call him for you. Right. So... And so they do. So they do. So then not only does Superman show up this time, but Superman and Crypto shows up. And so... They show up, but there's the kryptonite, and of course they are Kryptonians, so they Back fall badly. They fall prey to them, and then Jimmy decides, oh, I'm going to eat, the, I'll eat the kryptonite, and that'll be fine, but it turns out, you know, because... He's not matter eater lad. Right. He is still, like... Radiating kryptonite. So what he does is he eats Crypto's dog tags. Which are made of lead. Which, I guess, immediately coat his stomach? I don't know. And protects Superman, and then everything is better. Welcome to comic book land. Right. And the end. Then we have an ad. Full page ad for kids. Blast off your own space capsule. With this exciting plastic toy, Tootsie Roll Rocket, Power Spring Action, actually launches an astronaut, and real Tootsie Rolls. This is kind of cool. That looks cute. I wish I had one. I, You know, now I definitely want one. It was tw- It's 25 cents. And three Tootsie Roll wrappers. You get a space capsule that separates from the rocket. It's kind of cool. I really... I don't remember this. It looks cool. So they, they, they have now abandoned... Limericks. Right. The limericks and the poems and have now just gone like, here, just buy some stuff. Uh, then we see little Pete. Oh dear, there's a leak in the roof right over your father's favorite chair. And then he goes, I'll fix that. And he goes, he says, Pete, fix the leak. Ha ha. And he puts an umbrella and it's not funny. So, then we see what else is happening in the super in the 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 Superman universe or the Superverse. Uh, so uh, we have in Action Comics. If you like stories with suspense and surprise endings, we challenge you to solve the fantastic secret of Super Baby Two. Also, the untold story of Superman's experimental robots. And then Adventure Comics, we see uh, someone who is a new member of the Legion of Superheroes who calls himself Mystery Mad because no one knows what superpower he possesses until they How say... How did he get in? I don't, I don't know. It's a mystery. That's kind of a lame. Like, what is your superpower? Mystery. He sounds like a bad Ooh, stage magician. I'm a spooky. When is a door not a door? When it's a jar. Mystery lad. Are you done? What is dangerous and lives in a tree? A crow with a machine gun. (laughs) Dad, what? That's from Batman 66. Of course. That's from the Batman TV series. Was that the a Adam Riddler? West Banner? It was a Riddler joke. Uh, yes. It was, it was a Riddler. <laughs> it might not. That's the punchline. I'm not sure that that's the Riddle, but the Riddler was like pretty. The Riddle was pretty much that. It was like okay, Batman. The Riddles on Batman sixty six were totally on drugs the entire time. Batman read it out loud and then solved ro- it. No, no. Robin was like a crow with a machine gun. And then the C stood for cat. It was like this whole thing. The C stood for Miss Kitka, and then Russian, because Miss Kitka was also Russian, but she was also Catwoman, and then she slipped on a banana peel, and that's what he got out of the riddle. Mystery. Yes, I remember that episode. um, uh, So then we have in Superboy, a rare treat, the untold story of the Phantom Zone. See the sensational crimes committed by Krypton's greatest villains. See how Jor-El invented the Phantom Zone Projector to punish these outlaws. See how these villains became phantoms and served Krypton's explosion. I think that might be the story that gave us General Zod. Oh, yeah, that guy. Because the thing was, like, I know that General Zod, like, 
it seems like when, whenever they make movies now, whenever they like reboot movies, instead of like when they re, when they redid Star Trek, right? They had to bring back Khan, which was ridiculous because there were three seasons, a million stuff, and they just had to do the exact same thing that was like Wrath of Khan two, like the exact same characters. It's just and like it's just they have to like do the same plot. They can't like bring in other. Like, I'm still waiting for the Spider-Man with Mysterio, <laughs> which they won't have. I haven't seen him. Don't think he's coming anytime soon. It's always going to be Green Goblin, Dr. Octopus. always Green Goblin, Dr. Octopus, the lizard. Yeah. Uh, once it was Electro. Oh, yeah, I remember him. Once it was Electro, but it's never Mysterio. I think Mysterio is, like, probably one of the best Spider-Man. He's probably my favorite because... Okay, full disclosure. You I don't know who Mysterio is. I don't is. remember who Mysterio is. That's fine. It, nobody does. He's one of the Sinister Six... Who is the uh, the Spider-Man villain Superman team? Oh, there was also Sandman. Anyway, so Mysterio was a... Yeah, this is a DC podcast. I know. But Mysterio was a suit, was stuntman. Okay. And his thing was like, he did all these like illusion stuff. Okay. And it just seems like it would be perfect okay. to, for the movies, but it's not. All right, so... <coughs> Sorry. We... I read. That's right. So, brings us to our second story. Coming up, the fully healed... Not quite. Um, slightly tummy rumbly. L. Plum Roland reading the second story. Jimmy Olsen, Superman's pal. Issue 68. L. Plum Roland. Have you ever dreamed of becoming rich? Of having wealth enough to buy all the luxuries you ever wanted? You wouldn't be human if such dreams hadn't occurred to you. But what if your wish should come true? What would you do with your wealth? Save it for a rainy day? Give it to charity? Or would you blow it all in one grand and glorious spending spree, like the boy called the richest boy in Metropolis? Okay, I would like to say they've already made Jimmy a bazillionaire once. True. It's very early on. I know, they had to burn all the money in order to smoke Signal Superman to get them out of the house. Right, it was... Because that was when the Signal Watch was still a secret, so he couldn't use it in front of Lois. Um, it was, yeah, it was super early, but it was different. It is a different story than this one. Yes. Yeah, that was the one where just suddenly the next day he, like, had, like, a super apartment and a car and, like, he and had a, a butler. butler. It was like that there was a guy that you called who gave you... soda fountain. Who gave you, like, the millionaire package. Yeah. And, but in this case... And a custom-made suit and monogrammed smoking jacket. So, uh, Jimmy has is out, and we know that he's become fancy because, of course, he's wearing a top hat. And With the tux. he has given... He's, I guess, given... Lucy a stole and uh, Jimmy is saying he's like oh uh, so Lucy says orchids and furs for me a hundred dollar tip for the doorman Jimmy you must be made of money and then Jimmy's like how true how true my dear Lucy and then off to the one side it says hey it's Jimmy Olsen he's become a real money bags and then on the ground there is a uh, presumably hundred dollar bill and a homeless person who is uh, trying to pick up the money that Jimmy has dropped yeah. So, we start that he is uh, visiting his fan club, and uh, Jimmy Olsen's fan club has decided that they want to build a new place, and they've started a building fund. Good for them. And Jimmy gives them $10, and he's like, ooh, I couldn't afford all that money. Ooh, ooh. And so he buys a ticket in the pot of gold sweepstakes. Meanwhile, coming out of prison is a guy who is named Swipe Durkin. And These names are getting like that's Swipe Durkin's not a bad name, but normally Doesn't they're alliterative. Sound right. No, well, you know, I don't know. His probably his first name's like Tony. <laughs> Tony Swipe Durkin. So uh, he is. Uh, so basically, Jimmy Olsen put Swipe in the pen, and so and he's mad now. Right, he's mad, and he and wants to get mad. back to him, but he and he figures that nobody would suspect him because. Because Jimmy often had bigger fish to fry. Right. And he's like, Jimmy sent him to prison for selling fake ch- charity raffle tickets. And so he then tells him, his buddy, the the uh, the, the, the pitch. But, of course, he tells him off, stay, off, uh, off frame. So we don't actually know. But, so, the next day, Jimmy gets a uh, telegram. And this is back when you got telegrams. Yep. And so if what he finds out is that he has won $50,000. In the pot of gold raffle. 
and that it will be delivered to his apartment on the 16th. So Monday the 16th, and today is uh, not that day. So what he does is using the power of him being Superman's pal, so he's very trustworthy, and the telegram, he is able to get huge lines of credit that allows him to get a car, a custom-made suit. Right, a car. Suits with its own walking stick and Hamburg hat. Um, uh, a combination cigar lighter humidor for Jimmy. Not Jimmy. I'm sorry, for Perry White. And he exercised thing for Clark to make him big and strong. Right. He's given, yes, yeah, given one of those things, those like chest puller things that they don't really have very much anymore. Yeah. For, uh, Clark Kent, mild manner reporter for a major metropolitan newspaper, as well as a charm bracelet. Of Superman for Lois. First, and so basically just like gift after gift after gift. And then he spends $3,000 on a gift for Superman, which is a scroll with the signatures of the logbooks of famous people who have been to the Superman Museum. Right. In and, a gold frame. And Jimmy has now, aside and from honestly, getting... Honestly, I think that's actually a really sweet gift. It is, actually. Like, that's a really thoughtful thing. And aside from... But now, of course, aside from the custom suit, he's gotten himself white gloves and a, and a cane. Yep. Which means that, of course, he's really pretentious. He's fancy pants now. Um, so he calls Superman to give him the... He calls Superman to give him the thing, and he gives him the scroll. And Superman's like, I will treasure this forever. And then he buys Lucy a piano. Like, a full-on grand piano. And he throws a huge extravagant party. And then at this huge extravagant party, we see Swipe. And there is Swipe giving him, you know, saying, Hogging backstage. In the words, he says, That's it, Olsen. Eat, drink, and be merry, for tomorrow you cry. <laughs> you know that that's a eat, drink, and be merry, for tomorrow we die. See, I only knew the first part of that phrase. I think that's a Shakespeare thing. That Probably might actually be. I think thing. it's Falstaff. Uh, so you find out. So what we all find out, of course. Is that, um... And it comes with a lovely message. Right. Um, there's a box, and in the box, there's a note. The note says, roses are red, violets are blue, a lollipop's a sucker, and so are you. Yours in sweet revenge, a friend. And then Jimmy goes, "Uh uh-oh, there's something fishy. And then he opens it up, and they find out that the $50,000... It's all fake money. Is all fake. Oh, and then... In the panel afterwards, I need to describe this. I'm sorry. How do you go back to the previous page? Okay. There? No. There. There. So, this is quite possibly the weirdest I've ever seen Jimmy's face drawn. Because not only does he change hairstyles completely in one panel, from being, like, nice and, like, combed back and probably gelled and stuff to just, like, disheveled and on over his face, but his eyes are, like... Super freaky. Super, like, high up on his head and kind of just look like really big freckles. Like, I wouldn't have noticed that that was his eyes except for the eyebrows above them. It's true. So... And also, he has, like, half of a nose, but not really a nose? I don't know. It's a it's really a, weird way... It's a weird draw. ...to draw someone. So, uh, so Jimmy, of course, has all this stuff that's on credit now. And if he could only, he could have only waited. He would have, see, this is, uh, this is what we have. Can't, you have to count, don't count your chickens before they're hatched. Yep. You can't buy things, don't buy things with money you don't have. Yep. So, uh. Clearly so, he's never learned that it's, lesson. You know, but. So all these people that he bought stuff from are waiting out in front of the Metropolis Bank for him to pay them. And then he's like, so guys, buddies, pals, fellas, you know you're great, right? Right. So the thing is, I don't have the money, this is all a really, really big scam, I'm really, really sorry, and I know, and, and I can probably get the products back to you, but I might not be able to because I'm unable to say no and be rude to other humans. Okay, bye! And so they run after him and they break into his apartment, which I don't think they can do. They break down the door. Right. I don't think they can do that. Um... But so they go in, they take everything back, but he's got a bunch of stuff. 
So he's been able to return a lot of the stuff, but there's still $5,000 for stuff that he can't return. No, they didn't. He didn't return anything. He was too polite to take it back from them. But they, they so I'm sorry. They it was broke into his home. It was repossessed. And forcibly repossessed. This isn't even the bank. These are the individuals right. that he bought stuff from credit, on credit from, just taking all of his crap. Right. And he says, look at these vultures. They're stripping me to the bone. But then again, it is Jimmy who couldn't wait until the 16th. Yep. He had only waited. Yep. We all have to live within our means. It's a very important lesson. Yeah. Uh, no, it's not. It's, it's a shame. <laughs> uh, so he owes, but still says $5,000. And they're like, hey, either you pay it out or we'll slap you in the clink. Pay it out by the end of the week. Right. They don't. Uh, so he's like, all right, all right. Well, I, I'm penniless. And so he's got nothing. And then he goes to the Jimmy Olsen fan club and he's like, I got to get, I got to ask back for those $10. And so what you find out is that he has actually won the club. He, no, the club won the second place prize, which was $10,000. Right. And they were like, well, since you paid for the tickets, which we used to buy the raffle tickets, like since you gave us the money, which we used to buy the raffle tickets, then rightfully some of this money is yours. Right. So they gave him half of the money that they got and they used the other half to build their fan club and he got $5,000 to pay off his debts. And everyone wins. Yay. Except for, uh, what's his Swipe Durkin. He's like, ah, ah. And then of course there's Swipe in the last frame saying, bah. You know that makes him the worst kind of villain there is, right? Absolutely. How can you beat a guy who's got so many friends? Oh. He's the richest guy in town, except he just doesn't have it in money. Uh, he's like, it's like uh, that, uh, it's like that, it's a wonderful life thing. It's okay. I actually, I'm not sure that I've seen it all the way through. But what it, basically, it's the idea of like a poor guy uh, at the very end of uh, the town comes together and saves him and he does you know he's the richest guy in the world um be, but just not with money right because all his friends came to help bail him out because he was he owned a bank and bailed out a lot of friends hmm. so they all got together and saved and him from the horrible bank that is why you be a decent human being to other decent human beings exactly uh so then we have an advertisement for missile attack Woo. uh make all out war in your own home Play alone or against other players. You, you get don't enough... need a game to do that. You you get enough nuclear battle equipment for maximum effort warfare and massive counterattack never before. With so much actual designed working model USAF type firepower and manpower. So, um, you know, destroy your enemies. In the household. In the house, in the privacy of your own home. Then, sell grit. To get football, boxing gloves. Catcher's mitt. All think, these dandy prizes. I think that's knives. Uh, yeah, that's knives. Um, a guitar, basketball, ping pong set. Gotta sell grit. And I guess, you know, we have learned, as we have learned in the past, grit is, uh, it's about rural life. So not necessarily, like, at a crazy conservative publication. Right. It just teaches you, just like, you know. farmers. Right. It teaches you farmer stuff. Uh, or at least, you know, the, the, and it is still, to this day, you can go to grit.com and you can read, uh, stuff. Stamps! And then stamps. Stampity stamps, stamps, uh, 208 worldwide stamps for 25 cents and famous American stamps for only 10 cents. Not 208 American stamps for 10 cents, for 10 cents. Um, a set of famous American stamps for 10 cents. So, uh. Stamps! Then we have Super Olsen's, uh, Jimmy Olsen's Pen Pals. And, oh, is it? There's like, oh, I never found fault with your magazine, but in the story, Jimmy Olsen's Last Stand, in one scene, you sew Custer and Sitting Bull with binoculars. I'll eat the comic if you can prove there were spyglasses in that time. Don't eat the comic. And, uh, it's, then they're like, according to the Encyclopedia Britannica, the first binoculars were constructed in 1608 by Johann Lepperly. And then they were like, and then they're like, so when you eat the comic, be careful. Don't swallow the staples. You're not Jimmy Olsen in our first tour story of this issue. Right. And then uh, there's another one where they say, uh, 
Thank you for letting us, for telling us how to spell, how to pronounce Mr. Mix's Piddalick. What? Why does it say that? In the issue, Jimmy Olsen was very exciting indeed. What I really appreciated was the editor's footnote at the bottom of the first page in the third story in the issue, which he learned how to pronounce Mix's Piddalick. My friends and I thank you very much for finally releasing the information. And so, Mix, Yez, Pit, Lick. Mix, Yez, Pit, Lick. Sure. Mix, Yez, Pit, Lick. Mix yes pit lick, but still uh, not Jizpizlez, uh, the girlfriend. And then somebody who really likes the uh, Lord L thing. And as we all know, that therefore makes him a love interest of Superman. Exactly. One of Superman's primary love interests. All right. So then uh, it brings us to our final story, Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen. Everyone knows how Jimmy Olsen admires and respects his great idol, the mighty Superman. The two buddies have shared many adventures together in space, in time, and other dimensions, and as very often has Superman has saved Jimmy's life. But then, one shocking day, the Man of Steel's young friend becomes his arch-foe and inflicts a fiendish fate upon Superman. See for yourself the satanic evil that overwhelms Superman when Jimmy dons the Helmet of Hate. So we see uh, Jimmy Olsen with a bunch of gangstery guys, and there's uh, Superman who is dressed all in red, all in red as the de- as the devil. He's he also goes, red. He goes with horns. Sign rogues, and I'll make you kings of crime. And everybody goes, sure, why not? Now that Olsen's kryptonite, red kryptonite ray, turns you into the devil. We're glad to make a deal with you. And then Jimmy's standing off to the side, going, "I'm delighted that this hate helmet." Made me your worst enemy, Superman. Oh, how sorry you'll be after you become normal again and realize the terrible deeds you did as the devil. Go ahead. I would like to say something, and I know that I should probably not say that right now, but I'm going to. So, it doesn't make him into the devil. It just makes him evil. Well, look like the devil. So... Theoretically, he doesn't have the power to make all of those criminals like. Well, certainly not according to the front page where he's become crime. where he's become weak and evil, which is a weird thing to do. Um, also, a weird way to phrase it. <laughs> very much so. So one day, hanging out in uh, the Fortress of Solitude, where Superman has apparently made wax figures a. What is it? The Jimmy Olsen room, where he has Jimmy Olsen as Porcupine Boy, Elastic Lad, Future Boy, and Wolf Boy, and then, for some reason, has stuck in a uh, wax figure of Lucy Lane. Well, he says it's the girl he may marry someday, but at this rate, doesn't look like it. Right. So, uh, he gets a beacon from the Bottle City of Candor, and what he has found out is that there is a flying saucer. Uh, by that inside are has members of Brainiac's gang. Brainiac has a gang? Yes. Oh, he was just Brainiac. No, well, he is just Brainiac, but he has other computers that he made. So it's less of a gang and more of, like, clones. Right. Okay, because the way... Gang implies, like, a bunch of criminals who are like, yeah, this dude's great. Right, but no. Uh, so inside the ship... There's uh, Boz and Grum. Great names. (laughs) And uh, he's like, he's retreating back towards Earth. Superman must know of our mission, Boz, and he can't stop us as long as we are protected by that force shield. Our super telescope will keep tabs on him while he's in view outdoors, Grum. So, So then after he can't get into the ship... He goes to the Jimmy Olsen fan club meeting and displays super feats for them. Right. And then Jimmy brings them to the... uh, Jimmy goes to the Superman Museum where he has brought... There are a bunch of, like, replicas of stuff of his, including the hate helmet and the red kryptonite ray gun. And he puts some stuff on as a... Like, just kind of as a photo opportunity. But it turns out... That they're the real thing. Right. That they are not just replicas. They are the real thing. And uh, Jimmy says, I hate Superman! Ah! So... There wasn't an ah! He was just like, I hate Superman! So, 
So Jimmy proclaims that he's going to summon summon Superman and then hit him with the kryptonite ray. And then Perry's like, no, let me take that helmet off you. And then he knocks Perry to the ground. And then Superman comes in and Jimmy's like, aha. And then he shoots him. And then clouds cover it so that the aliens can't see what's happening. But the aliens see what's going on and they're like, oh, this should be interesting. <laughs> and uh, he's... They, you've learned that uh, they have a lip-reading ability. Sure. That has become most handy. So they show up, and then we've learned that Superman has, uh, that, you know, basically that Jimmy has hit Superman with a red kryptonite ray, and red kryptonite has turned Superman evil. And weak, apparently. Right. But not for long. Eventually. After getting all the criminals to sign their souls away in a contract. He... Finds that basically they're yeah, so he regains his super strength. He regains his super strength, but he doesn't not be evil. So he's like, now I'm evil and super strong, so now I'm gonna be okay. Ah I mean, not okay. And he's like, I'm taking you with me, Jimmy Olsen. I know you'll enjoy seeing how I can help Brainiac's gang make Earth suffer. So And then Jimmy Olsen's like, Yes, when you turn back to good after this goes away, you're gonna be so bummed. Right. So Superman says he wishes to make a bargain. Vandals of the universe, allow me to enter your ship and permit me the pleasure of pressing the button to use the shrinking ray that will reduce Metropolis to the tiny size. Okay. And he's like, and I won't battle you. And they're like, should, should, I'd like, I don't know. And they're like, he has to. He has to go back on his, he can't break his word. Uh. So they let him in and all they need to do is have him press the button to, to go in and, you know, shrink everything down. And then instead of pressing the button, his horns break off and a bunch of tiny supermen fly out. The Superman Emergency Squad! Everybody say, and then the, 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 the Superman Emergency Squad comes in and they wreck house. And then you find that it has all been a ploy. When he displayed his feats of strength, for the Jimmy Olsen fan club, he broke an anchor to form the shape of J. This signaled the start of Plan J, which was a contingency plan in order for something to happen, where basically Jimmy had to do certain things to basically pretend that Superman becomes evil. Yes. What? When did they come up with this plan? Off screen. I would love to know. Like, like I Out would love screen. to know. And you... apparently there was a plan... L for Lois and a plan P for Perry. And guess, they've both been used. Okay, he must have called, like, some secret meeting and been like, okay, guys. Right. So, something bad eventually is going to happen. Do you think that there's a plan B for Batman? Oh, I hope so. I know Wait, Batman... I think they already used plan well, B. Remember that time that Batman pretended to be Superman? Well, Batman, you know, he just has his own... Like, in his own, con- like, he has his yes, own contingencies. He plans for everything. For, against, like, basically what would everything happen. Everything and everyone, always. If all of the, right, because he is, uh. He's paranoid. Uh, he is paranoid. He's a paranoid schizophrenic I with mean, PTSD issues. To be fair, he was friends with Harvey Dent, who then became Two-Face. Right. And then there was another guy who became, I don't even remember what, but he went from being, like, a good guy to a villain who tried to kill Batman. <coughs> Like, enough good people who are friends of his have turned into villains for him to be like, okay. Right. This isn't completely out of the question. So, the Superman Emergency Squad basically bails them out, and then they bring the... the uh, And then they shrink the can doors. Right. Not then they, they, they shrink, shrink the, the Brainiacs. Uh, they, they shrink uh, Grum and... What is it? Boz. Right. They 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 do they get Boz and Grum and they send him back to Candor jail and um And then the day is safe. And then everything's fine. And then Superman adds the Brainiac people to right. Jimmy's wing. Next to Brainiac. Woo. They make a nice set. Alright. Yep. So then uh brings us to Lovely conversation piece. The uh brings us to the home stretch. Uh, 104 knights and 100 toy soldiers. Let's get that. And 147 famous automobiles. I want to get that. Those so that's, all sound cool. So what is that? That is uh, 351 things. Yay! All four. $1.49, $2.49, so that's $4 plus $1.25. 
sets of four ninety eight. Right. For one and a half plus two and a half. No, I'm sorry. Three ninety eight. Four. Three ninety eight plus a dollar twenty five. Three ninety eight plus a dollar twenty five. How is that? Oh, is five twenty three. So for five dollars and twenty three cents, you could have a hundred and fifty one things. Yeah, three hundred and fifty one things. Three hundred and fifty one things. That's a lot of stuff. That's yeah. a lot of plastic crap. Yeah. Yeah. Really. And uh. Three, and don't forget the three cardboard uh, keep boxes. There's a treasure chest case, a footlocker, and a garage. Right. All made of, they're all made of cardboard. Yep. Then we have uh, George Jowett. Fonts. Uh, and his many fonts. Uh, he is not so much interested as to whether or not he can see a kid's ribs. He's more about positivity as opposed to breaking down, like, you know, don't worry about the bullies, just make yourself great. Well, no, he didn't. He doesn't do that. He's more just like, okay, whatever you want to do, however old you are, whatever your body type is, try this, and whatever you want it to work for will work for you. Right. Instead of beat up that bully at the beach mm-hmm. who talked about your ribs. <laughs> I really think that is one of the dumbest insults. <sighs> hey, skinny, so, I can see your ribs. So yeah, then, so what? Um. So then. Make money, get prizes with selling seeds. And it is our selling seed scam with some boys. Not a scam. Boys and girls. Uh, there's Jeff Ballinger of Washington says, I sell us American seeds every year. Ooh. And then Mary Zimmerman says, it's an easy way to get money and prizes. Ooh. And then William Hanlon of Missouri says, they sell as fast as I can show them. Do they? And then Desmond Meacham of New York says, I sold 240 packs in one hour and a half. I find that difficult to believe. Well, look at him in his glasses. He's a, he's, he looks like a, a swell salesman. And so that brings us to the end Woo-hoo. of issue number 68. I would like to thank you all for thank listening. Um, There's a spider. Where? It's under your arm. It's tiny, but it is there. No, don't put it towards me. I think I killed it. Um... So I'd like to thank you all for listening. Uh, if you have a moment, please rate, review, and subscribe. iTunes. Yep. Oh, I'm sorry. On the Apple Podcast app. Mm. That would be lovely. Uh, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Other Pals Pod, where we post pieces of each of the comic book. Um, tell one person that you know one of the stories that you have heard on this show, and to help bring uh, more listeners to us. Also, that would be swell. Uh, if you live in the Los Angeles area this Saturday, March 9th, I will be announcing the Junior Roller Derby game in our first bout in like... More than a year. Maybe like three years? Not three two years, years. Two years. Two years at the, uh, at the Dal- at Hala, which is in Vernon, California, just south and east of Los Angeles. Yeah. Anything else? Support your local roller derby. So you until next... time. with that. That's true. So, until next time, this is Gary Rowland. This is Ella Plumbell. And together we say Superman away! Away!